I was 16, my parents decided that it would be a really good idea that I studied for and passed my GCSE in English. And this was a subject I really struggled with, being a dyslexic lad. So they decided to get in a private tutor. And so every Tuesday evening for an hour and a half, me and this lovely private tutor used to go into a room and talk about all things English. And most of it bored the heck out of me. There were far better things I wanted to do with my time, like go out with my mates and try and drink Strongbow around bus shelters and things like that. But there was one thing that really did kind of appeal to me, and that was creative writing. And I'll always remember this tutor saying to me, the thing is, if you're writing anything creative, you've got to remember to start strong. You've got to think of something catchy, maybe a catching first line or a catchy opening paragraph. And if it's a book, your first page has got to be catchy. And of course, in British literature, there's some great examples of that in action. Charles Dickens, widely regarded as one of the great novelists of our country, wrote down, it was the best of times, it is the worst of times, as a kickoff to the tale of two cities. And then grabbing everyone's attention with the words, Marley's dead, at the beginning of A Christmas Carol. And for whatever reason, while I was walking the dog this week, I thought about those memories from a very long time ago, and then thought about what I believe to be the greatest words ever written down. And that is the words of the Bible. I am biased being a vicar, but I think the Bible is pretty fab. And I'd encourage everyone to go off and read it in some way. There are 66 books of the Bible, four of which tell the story of Jesus. The books of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, also known as the Gospels. Now, as much as I love the Bible, I think perhaps it's fair to say that many of those who physically wrote the words down missed the memo when it came to starting off in a catchy way. All of it is utterly brilliant, but there's no Marley's dead to grab your attention most of the time anyway. When we look at those four Gospels, We look at Mark, who is believed to be the first one written down. And Mark is a guy who gets straight down to business. He wants to talk about John the Baptist and Jesus. He doesn't even talk about Jesus' birth. Matthew, whose book is just before him, writing to a more Jewish audience, decides to start his gospel with a list of names. All brilliant history, but not catchy before talking about the story of Jesus' birth through the eyes of Joseph, and then through the wise men, the magi who visited. Luke, well, he was a historian, and he also gave a long list of names before giving a quite comprehensive view of Jesus' birth, which Leif read for us so brilliantly earlier on. But John... He kind of got it. John, who Hannah read to us, he started his gospel off in a very different kind of way. 
In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. He was there in the beginning. The words are beautiful. When you read them, when you hear them, they can grab the attention. But they are also as confusing as they are beautiful. Those words traditionally are the last ones that are read as part of a carol service. And they tell the story of Jesus in a very different way. The word that John was talking about was Jesus himself. And even though he didn't necessarily talk about the events of Bethlehem, he stated that Jesus had always been. Since the world was created, when the world created, Jesus was there. At the beginning of time, if time had a beginning, Jesus was there. Jesus has always been. And even though he was born in Bethlehem, he had always been. Jesus came to earth to be born in Bethlehem. He was there and he came to live among us. And that, when you really think about it, is utterly mind-blowing. The thought that Jesus, God himself, has always been, but came to be as a baby in a stable. He left his comfort zone. He left his home to come and dwell with us, to be with us. And when you think a little bit more about the Christmas story, there's quite a lot of stepping out of the comfort zones going on. Mary and Joseph, they left their comfort zone, their home at Nazareth, to make the journey to Bethlehem. The shepherds, they had their comfort zone taken away from them by a host of angels who appeared in the sky to tell them that a Messiah was being born. If you want to know what a host of angels is, it basically means an army, an army of angels tooled up, appearing in the sky. No wonder they were terrified. The wise men making a long journey, an uncomfortable journey, to come and eventually meet this boy who was born to be the saviour of the world. All put out of their comfort zone. And Jesus the most. A very long time ago, just before I was ordained to become a minister, I was told by my bishop to go and see a parish where I would go and serve. I went to see the place and I hated it. And I came home and I said to my mom at the time, I ain't going there, it's rubbish. Later on, I just opened up my Bible and I saw those words written down. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. He was there in the very beginning. And it hit me like a kick to my stomach. If Jesus was willing to put himself out of his comfort zone, then I sure would be willing to do the same. And as it turned out, that would be the first reading that I read as a minister when I was in that particular parish. But I don't always like to do it. There's a reason why we call it a comfort zone. Because stepping outside of it can be a very 
difficult thing to do. Just this week, I was in a random conversation with a group of people where somebody talked about somebody, and I knew in my stomach I should have said, Oi, don't speak about them like that. But I didn't, because it would have been socially awkward. I went home and I said to my wife, Liz, I really should have said something there, shouldn't I? And she went, yeah, you should have. Man up. Do something about it. And then we remember how Jesus stepped out of his comfort zone. And in fact, as he grew older, he continued to do it. Where he saw injustice, he stood up against it. Where he saw evil at play, he stood up against it. Where he saw hypocrisy in action, he stood up against it. Where he saw a need of a miracle, he performed it. Where there was a need to make a sacrifice, he went to the cross. Jesus always put himself out of his comfort zone. And he did it all to demonstrate to us the way, the truth, and the life of who he really is and that we should follow his example. He died to save us from our sins. He rose to open to us the gate of eternal life. And just before he went up to heaven, he said to his disciples, and he says to us, now go and do what I do. And that is a strong calling, a strong calling upon all of us to be willing to put ourselves outside of our comfort zone when the need requires it, to make a leap of faith. In one sense, we've already done it this evening. We are here at midnight on a winter's evening. That is ridiculous. There are far better places to be, in bed, watching telly, catching up with Emily in Paris on Netflix, watching whatever countdown thing there is on Channel 5, eating chocolate, drinking hot chocolate, whatever it is, than being here at this hour, going out into a cold night. Each and every one of you stepped out of your comfort zone this evening to be here but you did it for a good reason. You did it to mark Christmas. You did it to mark what Christmas means to us, what Christmas means to the world, to remember the baby who was born to be a king. And now the challenge is to keep on doing it. Tomorrow is Christmas Day. Today is Christmas Day. And now is a time to celebrate, to enjoy, to eat, to drink, to literally be merry, really celebrate that Jesus was born. But so often, when people say those words, Merry Christmas, it's also followed with the words, and a Happy New Year. Because a new year is also coming. And in that new year, there is an opportunity, perhaps even a necessity, for all of us to follow the example of Jesus who came to earth as a baby and step outside of our comfort zones. This last year has just been rubbish. By seeing war once again rage in Europe, 
by seeing energy prices soar, to see a cost of living crisis come and affect our friends and neighbours and even us, to see injustice rise, to see hypocrisy rise, to see so much wrong happen. There is a need to step outside of comfort zones to be willing to put all those things right, to do what Jesus did, to stand up against the wrongs. And it isn't always easy, but it is satisfying because walking with Jesus is exciting. For Mary and Joseph, it was exciting. For the shepherds, it was exciting. For the wise men, it is exciting. And for us, it is exciting as well to be willing to step outside of that comfort zone. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word with God. He was there in the very beginning. He is with us now. Let us celebrate this Christmas. Let us rejoice and be happy. But let us remember what Jesus has done. And as this new year comes to begin, let us follow his example all the more. Let us step out of our comfort zones. May we be as Christ to all people. And may the world be changed by Christ being at work. Amen.